in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the College Conversations podcast. I'm the host, Ben Jordan. And last episode, I didn't really get to introduce myself, which is something I should have done. So just to let you guys know a little bit more about myself, uh, I am the host of College Conversations. I'm a second year university student studying global studies and hopefully being a teacher someday. I'm joined today by a guest uh, who I've really wanted to have on here that I've known for even before I can read, probably when I was like five or six years old, Mr. Barth Sivaram. How's it going today, Barth? It's going great. Uh, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, I'm Bharat. I'm a also a second year student here at the U of M, and I'm studying mechanical engineering. So today's topic for the podcast, me and Bharat are going to be talking about procrastination and bad sleeping habits. And one of the things that annoys me is me and Bharat are actually roommates, and sometimes I'll see him at 2 a.m. cooking up like eggs or pasta when we really should be studying or not but we're cooking we're doing laundry we're like trying to clean the apartment like whatever we can do there's all these crazy uh stuff that's going on at that time honestly i've gotten into the habit where if i need to do something like the very next day i'll pretty much switch to anything i can find even if it's like stuff that's like next week or something i'll do anything to get out of what needs to be done at the moment and the problem with uh procrastination too is i feel like in college we have so much time in a day Uh, definitely my days here at college feel a lot longer than what they used to at high school i don't know if you feel that too but when i get home from school or whatever it's like well i can just stay up till 2 or 3 a.m so even if i start my homework at like 11 p.m or 12 a.m i'm like well, I can still get it done because I still have a few hours. I don't know if you feel the same as that way or... The thing is, my main problem was I got so used to doing homework in a short amount of time in high school. I'd have super long days in high school and I'd come home after like track practice or something and take a nap and then start homework at like 8 p.m. and be able to finish it all by like 10. But then college, you come in, you have so much time, but... All the work you do takes so much longer, and you actually have to put so much more thought into it. But I, I even remember in high school, there was times where I would come to pick this dude up before we were going to school, and this dude would be making, like, breakfast, like, in my car. Like, whether it was, like, oatmeals, bananas, like, you were bringing in, like, meals sometimes on the five to ten minute drive to school. Do you remember doing that? <laughs> so... I've always been a huge proponent of having a good breakfast because I I can't concentrate when I'm hungry. I it was a mix of me not being able to wake up early enough and then you would come super late to pick me up. So, find a solution I just ate in your car. And do you still make breakfast these days cuz like I don't think I've made breakfast since like the third day of the school year and like now I just don't eat breakfast. Are you still making breakfast or Yeah, that's actually it really interesting thing because it's almost normalized in college where people just don't eat breakfast in the morning it's usually a granola bar or something and I've pretty much progressed to that point I'll start in the semester like I woke I have 8 a.m's throughout the week I woke up at 6 I'd like scramble eggs and make toast and now it's just a cliff bar or maybe a banana yeah well that's still better than me not eating breakfast at all I guess but I think I just trained my body to like not be hungry until like noon or one, as crazy as that sounds. But I don't know. I just, 
I just never can find the time. And probably because I'm just lazy and I like, I schedule my mornings where if I know I have to get to class at 10 a.m., which I do consider early, by the way, 10 a.m. classes still feel super early to me, but I'll make sure I roll out of bed at like 9.20 or 9.30 just to take enough time to take a shower. And that's one of the big things for me. I feel like I have to take a shower no matter what before I go to school or else I just feel like a complete like barbarian walking around the streets like... Do you feel the same? Yeah, yeah. No, I I feel the exact same. Also, like, I have also gotten used to like waking you up for your own classes <laughs> because, you know, our sleep schedules are so terrible where like it's so hard to wake up in the morning too. Yeah. So currently, I think I would say on average, I'm going to sleep. We're both going to sleep probably two to three a.m. Sometimes later. Yep. And then, uh, well, you have 8 a.m., so I don't know. How how does that even work for you? Like, how is that possible? Like, yeah, honestly, that, that's probably the worst habit I've ever developed. I think it, it started last year uh, when we'd come to this exact same place uh, in this library, and we'd sit here, like, just wasting time till 3 a.m. because the library, just for the sole reason that it was open till 3 a.m., and that's progressed to where... I just, it just feels unnatural for me to go to bed anytime before like 1 a.m. So even if I have an 8 a.m. the next day, I'll still like make it past 1 a.m. doing whatever the hell I want to do. And then it, I really pay the price the next day. I feel like even the times when I have tried to go to bed at like 1 a.m., sometimes I just end up like sitting there and just like staring at the the ceiling and the wall just because I can't fall asleep because my body has just been trained to like go to bed at 3 a.m. or not but I remember I do remember when you were signing up for for 8 a.m.s um, <laughs> last semester and everyone I knew all of our friends were just clowning you like there's no way you're gonna wake up in time there's like no you're gonna be skipping so many classes but but you seem to have done a pretty good job I think I mean because you haven't missed that many classes this semester right well I've missed like I think a third of my 8 a.m.s. <clears throat> what happened is uh, I, I was skipping a, a bit, but then uh, one of my friends in the class who also skips a bit, we started up a competition to see who could get more attendance. And so my main drive to go to class nowadays is like not really to learn as much as it is to beat him out in the competition, but I'm still kind of behind by like two or three absences. Just for the competition. Just for the competition. Class. That's all it is. Yeah. It's a terrible habit, but it, it it's a drive. If it's a driving factor, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, for 10 a.m.s, like even last semester, I was going to class pretty late, 10 a.m.s, just because I feel like if I get under six hours of sleep or if I get under seven hours of sleep, I always have to take a nap. But I've noticed that if I just get barely over seven hours of sleep, I don't have to take a nap and um, last year I do remember too I was just tired as hell because I had classes at 9 a.m an hour earlier than I do now and I would just end up falling asleep in class um, or after class I would just go to the student center and fall asleep but a really funny story too that I'm now just remembering is me and Barth were in one <laughs> class together at one point it was a it was a political science class there's probably about a hundred plus people in this big auditorium and I remember we would always come in in the afternoon and we would just sit in like the middle of uh 
of the auditorium and just knock out <laughs> like out of this world like either we would like be just knocked out at the same time or we would like even take turns i mean what do you remember about that i i don't remember much from the class we were out for most of it i just can't imagine what other people thought because they'd see these two guys come in and just sleep through class every single day and i remember times too where it, it, we took this class in the winter as well and there was times where you, you would just come in take your backpack off and still have your winter jacket on because you said it was like just cozy and felt like you had a blanket wrapped around you and just an hour just like knocked out in the in the seat it it did and i i still usually have, have my jacket on in class and it's terrible because that makes me not away quicker like do you do you always take your jacket off once you go into class yeah i usually do i just i feel weird if like i have it on i don't know i just feel like in like k through 12 they always made you like take your jacket off in class even if you were cold do you remember that yeah i they they thought it was disrespectful yeah. to be cold i guess so <laughs> yeah i felt like it, yeah i don't know it felt like if i had my jacket on it was just disrespectful i also don't want to overheat and like start sweating either in the class though but yeah. yeah i remember um the funniest part about that class too is that we would be in that class and we would both be sleeping uh like i said right in the middle of class and and Bart's head would be bobbing violently sometimes <laughs> he would, his head would just whip forward and then whip back like one of those types of sleep and i would just lean back so far in my chair so that i was like staring straight up at the ceiling but I remember sometimes the the professor in there would uh, he'd be lecturing and then he'd randomly say, like, I'm going to call on someone from the audience for, about this question. And I remember whenever he would say that, even if we were in the deepest sleep and we heard that I'm going to call on someone in the audience, we would just whip <laughs> awake really quick and like try to figure out what's going on in just like full panic mode. Yeah, that that was probably the scariest thing i guess no one wants to look like an idiot in front of the class so everyone just gets their shit together real quick and the funny part is too is that i'm pretty sure we never actually got called on in that class like once i remember you asked a question once that was the one time you talked and then he kind of just threw it away didn't really answer it so we never really contributed it at all in that class right it was just mostly sleeping and I actually had another class last semester or last year too in that same classroom, except I would sit in the first or second row and it was like a history class. And like I said, the whole class just knock out. And you've heard those people too who are like, I can't fall asleep in class. And like, I don't know how, how you can fall asleep in class. Like those people are just, it's like, I don't know. It just happens. Yeah. I, I get very jealous of those people. Usually what hap they tell me is they just phase out in class. And pretty much my rationale is if you're going to phase out, I mean, might as well get some decent rest from it. So I just knock out. But yeah. And the craziest thing for me too was one of the deepest sleeps I ever had was actually after one of my classes, I went to the student center and I sat in a chair, I remember, and I leaned back and all of a sudden I was like having like intense, like lucid dreams. It felt like I was like asleep for like a whole night and I was just going through like cycles of like REM sleep and into dreams. And this was in a chair in like the student center. And I remember waking up and like two or three hours had, had gone by. And I was just like, how did I just do that? Like in this chair, it was one of the craziest, 
sleeps I ever had. What was, what was yeah. like your craziest sleep experience that you've had? Remember one night I had a midterm the next day. So I was doing my weird schedule of sleeping where I'll take a nap for like three hours. And this is at like 3 a.m. So I'd take a nap from like three to six and then wake up at six to start working again. And that three hours of sleep, because I was so sleep deprived, it felt like nine hours. I was going through like multiple dreams in like one night. It was absolutely crazy. And the funny thing that we do too in our apartment, we do this thing where um, a lot of nights, so I bought these air mattresses from Walmart uh, earlier in the semesters for when people come over. And I bought two air mattresses and I remember they were $7 each for this air mattress. And I bought like a blanket for $3, a pillow for like 2 or $3, and a pump to blow up the air mattresses for like 5 or $6. And this $7 air mattress, let me tell you, has been the best purchase I think I've made possibly in my life. Because I basically just end up falling asleep on the air mattress a lot in like the living room of our apartment. And everyone used to get mad at me for that too. I don't know why, but like I would just knock out on the air mattress of the apartment. And uh, since it was only $7, it's pretty cheap and it kind of leaks overnight. And then sometimes like I'll wake up at seven and it'll almost be completely deflated, but it'll wake me up because like I'm basically sleeping on the floor at that point. It's, it's a great system that I've worked out. Yeah, it's now that I think about it, it's not too bad because... If you're having trouble falling asleep, you can just lay on it to rest. And then once you knock out, you'll wake up again. Then you can go straight to bed and not have to just lay in bed waiting to sleep. But it does take up a lot of useless space in the apartment, (laughs) which I personally don't like. But, you know, what goes, goes. But, yeah, I have this this routine where, like I said, I'll basically just come back um, from whatever I'm doing late at night in the apartment Uh, Usually uh, everyone's out and I'll just put on some podcasts on the TV or I'll put on some like chill lo-fi beats music and just knock out on the air mattress. And uh, I've probably slept in the air mattress uh, almost as much as my own bed at this point in like the last month, which is pretty crazy. But I don't know. I just my back feels good when I wake up and I just I just keep doing it. But. Yeah, I, I'm honestly, I could say the same for the couch. I always take the couch, Ben will take the air mattress, and then we just both knock out till like one of us wakes up. Sometimes I don't wake up, I'll just sleep through the night. But I'm curious actually, is it better for you to sleep on the mattress than just the bed? Like, why don't you just do a mattress the entire time? Well, some nights what I like to do is fall asleep in the living room on the air mattress and then a few hours later go to my bed. Don't ask me why. I think this is like an old person thing that's just affecting me because I know my grandpa and my uncles do this too where they fall asleep watching TV and then just kind of like wander into their room. I don't know. Some some days I'm just feeling the air mattress and other days I'm not. I I couldn't really explain it to you, but... The craziest thing, back to procrastination too, is I feel like the ultimate procrastination statement is like, oh, I'll just do it in the morning. Like not even later that night, but like the next morning. You know what I mean? I do this sometimes, but it's sometimes valid because I'll be so tired at night that whatever I'm doing isn't efficient at all. And uh, one good example is like I was trying to do math homework one night 
and like nothing was making sense. So I just slept and then woke up at like six and then I crunched that thing out in like one hour because I was actually well rested. So it, it can be procrastination sometimes, but it can also be like just smart tactics at other times. That's impressive. Are you like drinking coffee or like taking a cold shower? I mean, how are you getting up at that time? I got my mom to give me some nice uh, chai powder from home. It's nice uh, South Indian chai and she grinds it up too so that it's easier for me to make. So when I wake up, I'll just uh, heat up some water and milk and then drink some chai while I'm doing homework. And it helps out so much because I am not the best at making coffee. So chai is the way to go. Look at you being productive making chai. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you make tea too, right? Yeah, so I do. I do. I'm a big fan of tea right now. And um, I'm actually a big fan of tea. I love drinking tea in the evening, like really late at night. And people always always ask me, like, how are you drinking that and like having all that caffeine right before you go to sleep? And I'm not really sure what it is, but I feel like caffeine affects me differently, especially at night. I don't really get jittery, and honestly, I can drink a cup of black tea or a cup of green tea even and fall asleep like 10 minutes later, and it doesn't really affect me. I love drinking black tea during the day. I had a, a British friend last summer who taught me how to make English breakfast tea, like the British way with some milk and sugar, uh-huh. and it changed my life. I don't know. I've just, I just, I'm addicted to that stuff now. I see why the entire... UK drinks this stuff because it's just super addicting and I could drink multiple cups a day if I wanted. But also recently too, my grandpa told me this thing about how he likes to drink green tea in the evening. And this is the same thing I like to do too. So I think these genetics got passed down or whatnot, but I'll drink a green tea at like midnight sometimes. And it literally feels like someone is like massaging my brain. It's like, it sounds really weird, hard to explain, but I just get super relaxed and super chill. I think it's because of all the the antioxidants that are in the tea. I'm not sure how much how many antioxidants like chai has, but I really just get this relaxed, calm feeling. It's not a sense of like jitteriness or alertness. Does chai do the same same thing to you, or do you get kind of more alert and focused, or do you, or is it more like relaxed and? Calm? Uh, that's a good question. I I think I I get more alert. It's almost like this uh, coffee like feeling. It's just a lower caffeine content, so it it's not as heavy hitting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I My dad always tells me to drink green tea. Um, he's the biggest hypocrite, though, because he doesn't drink it either. He'll just go on and tell me about it. Do you like green tea or uh, English tea better? So the thing with green tea is um, I think green tea, like how your dad is telling you to drink it, <laughs> green tea has been proven to be something that's really good for you just because of the level of antioxidants it has is way more than black tea and it has a lower caffeine level as well so it's just all around good for you i feel like after i feel like i drink a cup of green tea i feel like i just gained like a month on my life like literally just something about it i also know it helps clean your teeth as well but green tea is uh it's a very acquired taste it's super bitter um at first i couldn't drink it i wouldn't say i i love it now i wouldn't even say i like it necessarily but i can i can tolerate it and I feel more calm after I drink it. But uh, a good tip is definitely uh, what my grandpa told me to do is put some honey in the green tea and it like sweetens it up a little bit so it's not as bitter. But that's what I like to do, just green tea with uh, just a spoonful of honey. 
you're not going to like it at first. You're going to have to keep trying to drink it like uh, just a cup every once in a while. I think eventually you kind of acquire the taste to it. But there is some people who who really get acquired to the taste and get super into it. You can even get into matcha green tea, which is uh, the Japanese matcha powder, which is um, even more beneficial than just the bags of green tea. You can get like a Lipton. A matcha is going to give you even more antioxidants, all these things that are going to help your heart. And like I said, clean your teeth, do all these different things. But that's super bitter. That requires more of a process to make. It's it's a really difficult to make too. You have to whisk it with like a bamboo whisk. And have you ever had matcha before? Uh, I remember you gave me one of those like matcha caramels or something. But yeah, they have a lot of different matcha flavored candies and caramels and even ice matcha ice cream. Okay. But until you try the real stuff, it's it's super bitter. Uh, I don't think anyone that has a cup of matcha for the first time is like. I love this stuff. I think uh-huh. it's just, but it's the same with like black coffee, right? You know, right. like I don't think anyone. I mean, some people might drink a cup of black coffee the first time, but if you've never drank coffee before that, and you drink drink a cup of black coffee, I don't think you're gonna be like, "Wow, this is great." Yeah, I'm. When it comes to coffee, I've always wanted like something sweeter, so I always go for like mochas. But when it comes to like tea, I've always been chai, like not. I don't screw around with like Starbucks or Caribou. I just make mm-hmm. my own chai because uh, once you get to know that stuff pretty well, you like understand that what they're making at the stores doesn't quite match up to what you can do on your own. Oh, definitely. And f- especially for tea. I mean, if you go to Starbucks right now and get an English breakfast tea, you're probably paying 3 or $4. I mean, you can go to the store and buy a pack of like 20 tea bags for the same price as one Starbucks cup. And you can make it taste better too. Right. Do you ever drink uh, boba teas? Boba tea. (laughs) So for for those of the people that know me, I always uh, shit on boba tea because I say it's not real tea. And I just, I don't know. I like, like boba tea, sure. It tastes good. It's a sugary drink, but I think it's just too much sugar to be considered like an actual tea. I'm not sure what the sugar contents are. I know it's a lot. I mean, I think the appeal is like you can customize it. You can do all the different toppings of boba in it and it looks nice. It's very picturesque. It can uh, be a good Instagram story or Snapchat story. Like, oh, I got this boba, but I wouldn't spend $5 for a boba drink. Would you spend that much? I mean, do you like boba or... I mean, it's been a while since I've had boba. I I don't have it that often. I remember we had a cha time near our apartment, and then it got moved. And I was going to go there once it got moved, and I still haven't gone. But I I should because it's open till 11, and I think it'd be a pretty cool place to study too. Yeah, and boba I feel like is one of those things where people get super addicted to it, kind of get it all the time. I know some people in my classes who I see, every day who have a different boba drink when I walk into the class and say, yeah, wow, you're spending a lot of money on this. But uh, it's definitely a trend. I mean, more and more boba shops keep opening up on campus. I think they really appeal to like the college audience. Yeah. And I think it's just a trendy thing. Yeah. I, I think the whole like buying coffee or tea before class is such uh, it's like, a stereotypical college thing that 
a lot of people follow and they don't really realize like how much money they're spending till the end because it, it's it's crazy how much they're spending on these drinks every single day and you know all these five dollar like four or five dollar purchases every day add up and all of a sudden within a month you're spending like so much right and you truly develop like a caffeine addiction i mean i mean i think we all know people who if they don't have their morning coffee they just literally go crazy or they start to develop headaches they can't focus they just need that caffeine i mean it, it is a drug and it's super addicting and it's just i have definitely a lot of uncles family members and friends i know who every morning like every morning one of my uncles drives to the holiday gas station to get a cup of coffee like he could literally make the same thing at home with a filter he could use a keurig machine but he likes the ones they sell at holiday and he wakes up at 5 to 6 a.m and drives all the way to holiday and he's been doing this for probably 20 30 years in a row that's crazy and he never misses a day your uncle my you uncle said, does, does this. it doesn't your dad like the uh, gas station my dad likes too? it too i think it's like there's this i think when you get after over the age of 50 and you're a male you just start <laughs> going to the gas station to pick up like snacks and coffee i've noticed my dad does this all the time and he just always goes to holiday and buys some random bakery goods and coffee and whatnot it's just it's just part of the the old man routine i guess yeah i i think like to an extent getting coffee in the morning like from outside it's almost like this cultural like american norm of like or like getting up and getting to the grind so you need that caffeine in the morning and it's like so normalized to where like people just can't go without it anymore it's 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 kind of interesting to see and even like starbucks for some like starbucks has built such an empire and such a brand that just the symbolism of the starbucks logo and having the starbucks cup of coffee on your desk uh it makes people feel good i think yeah, no, you see it all the time in people's stories. Like it's their it's the study aesthetic, you know. You have a Starbucks cup, you have a like your notebook out with uh, your pencil and stuff like that. Are are you a Starbucks or like a caribou guy? Well, I'm super biased because right now I'm actually a barista at Caribou, but the more I work there, the less I started uh drinking their drinks just because I've gotten tired of it. And I could do a whole entire podcast episode of working at Caribou and the types of people that come in there. And uh, I might do that at some point because I got so many stories from working at that place. But yeah, the coffee at Caribou, a lot of the drinks that you're getting at Starbucks and Caribou, like the mochas, the special ones, like a turtle mocha, a caramel high rise, the frappuccinos, it's just so much chocolate and sugar going into these things. And now that I've been the one making it and making like a Frappuccino, it's like, this isn't even coffee anymore. Like I'm just sitting there at the sugar, at the chocolate pump, just pushing down on it, like five pumps of chocolate. And like, here comes the like vanilla syrup. And then here comes the milk. And it's like, where's the coffee? I mean, there's like such small amounts in it. Right. Yeah. I, I think like uh, nowadays for me, at least, I like going to coffee shops just for that coffee shop vibe. It's a very nice place to study, I think. I And I get a lot of work done, even if I'm, like, not going there for coffee itself. What do you think? Well, the thing with, like, going to a coffee shop, I feel like, too, in terms of procrastination, is I've noticed that if I go to a coffee shop, and even if I don't do anything, and I just pull out my laptop, like you said, and get a cup of coffee, 
I feel more satisfied with myself than if I had sat at home and did the same thing. Like I feel like just the journey of going to the coffee shop, sitting down, being like getting out of the house and doing something makes me feel more productive even if I didn't do anything that day. Yeah, the, I think the exact same thing. And I don't know why that is. There's something about like being holed up in the apartment that just makes you feel like you're not doing anything. Yeah, and maybe you see all the people around you studying, right? And, right. Or pretending to study. or just... So, like, why not the library then? Why Why the coffee shop? Yeah, that's true. I think that, yeah, like you said, there's just that certain vibe. The coffee shop, you know, it's kind of a hipster place. They're kind of playing music in the background. You kind of have that background noise of people just talking and chatting. And like I said, I think the Starbucks is just built an empire. Yeah, definitely. Do you do most of your where do you, where do you do most of your studying then? See, because right? I don't see you studying all too often. <laughs> I I see this kid pull out his homework at like twelve a.m. May he'll work on it for like an hour and then that's that's it. He closes up shop. He packs a backpack for the rest of the day and then he goes onto the air mattress and that's about it. Yeah. See, I feel like I've learned how to. This being my second year in college, I feel like I've learned how to get away with the least amount of effort and still getting a decent grade. And I know it sounds crazy, but I've just learned how to cram for things at the last minute. And some people say that cramming is bad. I've actually found cramming to be good. And I find that if some people are better that better at it than others, I think, but if I know I have the tech the test the next day and I get a good solid cram session in like 3 hours no phone distraction. If you set up your environment good where you have no phone, no laptop, and just the materials in front of you, I think cramming can be pretty effective. Yeah, I think to a certain extent it can be. I'm definitely guilty of like doing all-nighters on the regular. I don't know. I, I've always wanted to be one of those people who goes into a test like with no worries because they studied like a week or two in advance like have you ever wanted to be that kid right like you hear people who say like well how do you how do you do so good in the test oh well i just study like 30 minutes every day it's like bro get out of here i'm not gonna do that i can't <laughs> there's no way like are you how are you gonna go home like the test is two weeks out and like every day i'm gonna do a little bit of work i'm gonna write my first fourth of the essay today and then tomorrow i'm gonna do the next fourth for me it's all or nothing i get i get back all right i got a seven page paper due tomorrow let's get it yeah, maybe we just have a terrible way of thinking about it. <laughs> I think that might be it. That's true. I mean, that's what procrastination is, I guess, just the art of cramming and whatnot. But it's already been 30 minutes now, and uh, I think we'll wrap up the podcast here. Thank you guys again for listening to the College Conversations podcast. We had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, thank you, Barth, for being on. Barth's definitely going to be back on some other times. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me on, like, Insta at uh, Bharat Shivaram. I think that's it. I can't remember my Insta handle, actually. So you'll probably find it if you search up my name. All right, go check him out on Instagram. But, yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. Um, if you like the podcast, please leave a subscribe. Leave a feedback if you'd like. We're open to any feedback. We're trying to do better every episode. But, yeah, everyone have a nice day. Thank you very much.